0: Be tricky sometimes. Well, we appreciate the Lord. In prayer on Monday night, while I was down praying, the Lord just dropped a verse in my mind that I just, I don't, it's not really something I ever just think about. You read it and you think, wow, that's a good scripture, and you just, but you kind of move on because, you, you know, you feel like, well, there's other things to read, and I know they're all important and all powerful, but sometimes you think, well, that one doesn't really apply as much as some other ones maybe, but we'll see tonight where we go with this, Matthew 5, I want to read um, the first 11 verses right there, the what we refer to as the Beatitudes, his Sermon on the Mount, A lot of good instruction and and a lot of good information in what the Lord says in these verses of Scripture. Verse 1 says, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. He says, there's always a word from God to work for you in every situation. If you're mourning, you shall be comforted. Not maybe, but shall be. It's coming. Comfort's coming. Jesus said himself, I will not leave you comfortless. I'll come to you. Verse 5, he said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy and blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are you see is that it no. blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake So there's a lot of blessedness going on in these first 11 verses. A lot of things that go on to let you know that the situations may not always seem favorable, but you're blessed in them anyway. You know, Poor in spirit, but you're blessed. You're mourning, but you're blessed. You're you're meek, but you're blessed. You hunger and you thirst, but you're blessed. When you're merciful... People say, well, that's a good quality. Yeah, but it's not always easy to be merciful, is it? And you're blessed. Pure in heart, peacemakers. Even when you're persecuted, reviled, lied on, blessed. But I want to go back tonight to verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And tonight I want to talk about the peacemaker. Let's pray for the lesson. Lord, we love you tonight and thank you for your word. Thank you for the instruction. Thank you for the peace it brings. Thank you, God, for helping us to overcome, to be better, to be strong. Tonight, Lord, fill our hearts with this word. and Let us grow, be better, be changed, and be ready to meet you when you come. We ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Give him a hand clap of praise before you're seated tonight. Thank the Lord. You can be seated. Blessed are the peacemakers. Now, I'm not talking about the gun, but blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of Of God. Now, I have never just preached and singled out, I don't think really any of these scriptures, usually teach them in the group, but in prayer the other night, praying for people, praying for things that were going on, praying for situations, worrying over situations, the Lord reminded me, Blessed are the peacemakers. And so uh, today, as I begin to study and just look at this, some things that came to mind is that, number one, peace is one of the most sought-after feelings, emotion, a priceless object, or whatever you refer to it as. People want peace. That's what people are striving for because you'll hear people say, I'm going through this. I'll be okay. I just need peace about it. Because If I could just have peace, then I feel like I can go on, even if the trouble hasn't over. Or I feel like I can survive, I can keep it together. If I just had peace, it's hard to uh, settle down and it's hard to think properly and think straight if you don't have peace. Our own church, people, the body of Christ, our local assembly here, uh, we want peace in our lives. You know, nobody likes chaos. Nobody likes uh, things being confused, and things people want peace. When you come home, you want peace in your home. You want people want peace on the job. Want peace at school. We, hey, I'd like world peace. You know, so peace is something people are looking for, and the body needs peacemakers. The body has peacemakers. It's us. You can look at your neighbor and say, it's you. Or it ought to be. And number one thing right here, I was looking, okay, peacemaker. I, just, I was trying to get what God was saying. And so I realized that if you are going to make something, you need ingredients, you need parts, components, tools or utensils to actually do with the ingredients or the components or the parts to make it all fit, make it work, make it be there, make it functional, make it be what it's supposed to be. If you are making a cake, you can't just make it out of thin air. you got to have the ingredients. you got to have an oven to bake it in. you got to have the pan to put it in. There's a lot of things. Well, if you're going to build a house, whatever you're making, you've got to have what it takes to make it. It's no different with Peace. You've got to have the ingredients. You've got to have the components. You've got to have what God gives you if you're going to be a peacemaker. Because you can't just make peace out of thin air. You just can't say, well, I want everything to be peaceful. It don't just happen. You can wish for peace, but it don't just happen. Peace is going to be a price paid for it. And you've got to have what it takes to be a peacemaker. But I know that there are some because Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers. There are people in this world, in this body, in my body, the church, my bride, who are peacemakers. Because we know there's children of God. And he said, Peacemakers are called the children of God. So, what do we have that makes us peacemakers? We love Acts 1 and 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Of course, the word power, the dunamis of God, the inerrant ability uh, that God has. It doesn't make us God, but it gives us qualities of God, abilities even to a point of God because it is the spirit of God. Now, Galatians 5 and 22 tells me that if I have the Holy Ghost, then I have this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. So when I receive the Holy Ghost and I should be producing fruit, I should have peace. It gives me the ability to be a peacemaker. Romans 5 and 15 and 33, I'm sorry, Romans 15 and 33 Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. There is one God and Father of all who is above all, through all, and in you all. So I see that God has equipped us in this body. The Bible says that the the Holy Ghost is the spirit of adoption, or in other words, it makes us his children. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. They are peacemakers because they are filled with the Spirit of God, which has the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. We have the ability to be peacemakers. And why does it even matter? Because the body needs peacemakers. People need peace so they can go on. You can't work In an atmosphere where everything is disturbed and tore up or where you're disturbed and tore up, you need peace. People sometimes say, I've got to get somewhere because I need a little peace. I need everybody to be quiet because I need some peace. I need you to leave because I need peace. Or I need to leave because I need peace. People are looking for peace. Because it's hard to function. It's hard to think. It's hard to be effective. It's hard to be uh, what you're called to be when you are in unrest. When things are messed up, tore up, stirred up, and you can't see straight anymore. You don't know what you're at your wit's end. People need peace. 1 Corinthians 14 and 33 says, For God that lives in us, who is the God of peace, it said, He is not the author of confusion, but of peace. God is the author and finisher of my faith. Peace is included in that. While he's writing my story, he includes peace because peace comes with his spirit. There's something about him that is peaceful, peaceable. And it it transfers into us when we receive the Holy Ghost. And we ought to not just be, so I'll love people, I'll show mercy. But are you a peacemaker? Because God is. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And he said, the things I do, you shall do. And we think sometimes, well, let me just, before I get ahead of myself. If he's the God, not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. In other words, the church needs peacemakers. In John 14 and 27, Jesus had been speaking about the comfort of the Holy Ghost. And then he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, but I give you uh, my peace, and let not your heart be troubled, and don't let it be afraid. Because trouble and fear, that's the absence of peace. He said, So I know now, I've established the fact that God has given, just like it says, He's given unto us the measure of faith, He's given us peace. You don't get the Holy Ghost without peace coming along with it. But just like every other fruit uh, that, that's listed in that fruit of the Spirit, if you don't access it, it don't get used. Right. You have to access mercy and long-suffering right. and patience and joy. You have to choose. Those. These things are intentional because we can't quench the Spirit and when we quench the Spirit, we quench the fruit of the Spirit. When we quench the Spirit, we stop the Spirit from working in our life and we stop ourselves from being able to portray the fruit of the Spirit. We have quenched joy. You know how some people don't have joy? They quenched it. While some people uh, don't have any peace, they quenched it. Now, this word peacemaker only shows up one time and it's in the Scripture we just read. It's nowhere else in the Old Testament or New Testament. It's just right here. But the word for this is used three other times. And it's always used in the context of other people who will be included in this peace. Because you don't need a peacemaker if there's nobody else around. You got peace. Peace and quiet. Mark 9 and 50, Jesus said, Have peace one with another. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 13, Paul said, And be at peace among yourselves. He was talking to the whole church. And then in Romans 12 and 18, he said, As much as uh, is life in you, live peaceably with all men. All three of these words, or uh, peace, peaceably, and peacemaker, are the same word. So what I see here is that. People, the church, need peace. They need somebody to be a peacemaker. Now the body works together, a body fitly framed and joined together. We are workers together with him. We are peace workers. We are peacemakers. The body needs peacemakers. The reason we need each other is not just so we can uh, hang out and go out to eat and, and, and sit together in church, but we need peacemakers. We need somebody that can speak into my situation, somebody that can help me in my situation, somebody that can help bring peace to my mind, to my spirit Even to my situation. In this world people march. Advocate. Fight for. And die for peace. Peace is important in this world. It is no less important in the church. Because Jesus died so that we could have peace. Because he said if I don't go away the comfort is not coming. So it means he had to die. So he could go away so the comforter could come and the spirit of peace could live inside of us. And so we could be peacemakers or children of God. God's kids going to be peacemakers. God's kids going to love one another. He said, the world will know you're my disciples when you love one another. God's kids can misbehave. But the ability to be a peacemaker is there. As children of God, Holy Ghost adopted, we should even do have the ability to be a peacemaker. And you think, I don't want to be a peacemaker. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. I don't want to miss any blessings that I can get from God. The Bible says, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. You see the kind of blessings you get when you're a peacemaker? Somebody told me one time, said the best way to get rid of an enemy is to make a friend of him. Peacemakers. But being a peacemaker will not just happen. Being a peacemaker will be an intentional act. You will choose. Just like This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. You make that choice to rejoice, to have joy. You're going to make that same choice to be a peacemaker. Because you can, let me tell you, baptize, fill the Holy Ghost, and people still are miserable. Unsettled, unsatisfied, grumpy, ill, sour. Sour. Why well, don't nobody want to be around me? Hmm. Be a peacemaker. Right. Psalm one twenty and six and seven. He said, "My soul has dealt long with him that hates peace." Everybody don't love peace because everybody don't love God, and He's the God of peace. He says. But I am for peace. But when I speak, they are for war. No matter where you find yourself, be for peace. You may be dwelling long with people that hate peace. You may hang around with people who who don't want to be all right. You might hang around with people that don't want to be better, that don't want to act right, that don't want to be good, that don't want to live for God. But listen, no matter where you are, be for peace. Because if you're for peace, you're for God. Because he's the God of peace. Even the gospel we preach, Paul said, it's the gospel of peace. I'm for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Not everybody will be for peace. Peace Peacemaking is intentional. I think the reason some people don't like that try to get into the peacemaking mode is because, well, I don't like conflict. But it's not always about contention and fighting and war. We always think of peace as the opposite of war. But it's not always about war. Anything that can cause you to just not be at peace needs to be dealt with because it'll agitate you and aggravate you until it hurts you. It'll cause you to get cold, cause you to get indifferent. It'll cause you to run. It'll cause you to quit. But Paul said, I, I had a problem with some thorns in my flesh, and I asked God about it three times. I said, hey, would you get rid of this? But He said, my grace is sufficient. Anything that comes from God, God's a peacemaker. He said, I can give you peace about this. You know what Paul had after he got an answer from God? I got peace. And now I can serve God even with the thorns because I have peace that his grace is sufficient and that when I am weak, uh, that's when he's made, his strength is made perfect in my weakness and, and, I, and I know that I'm going to make it through. So, hey, I'll just endure the thorns because I know that God knows. God's people have peace that passes understanding. Job had peace that passed understanding. you still worshiping God? Why don't you just curse God and die? You talk like a foolish woman. God's going to take care of me. You know, we talked about it in the sermon just a while back where he was like, I don't know where God's at. I don't even know what he's doing right now. But I do know this one thing that he knows where I am. He knows the way I take And when he's done. I'll be like gold. So uh, though he slay me yet will I trust him. I'm not letting go of his ways. I'm not letting go of his word. I'm hanging on to my integrity. I have peace even in the middle of this storm. So it's not always about two people fighting that you got to make peace or about uh, uh, two countries fighting where you got to make peace. This is about people who have unrest in their life because life happens. We've got people in here tonight tonight in our church. We've got uh, people that are not here tonight, but they're part of our body, our congregation, that they need the peace of God because their children are suffering with cancer. They need God's peace. Their husband is suffering with cancer. His wife is suffering with cancer. And you know what they need? Peace. Yeah. That it's going to be all right. right. And guess what? While they're waiting on an answer from God, it might just come through you and me. Yeah. By walking up to them and laying hands on them and praying a prayer of faith. Or speaking a word of encouragement or a phone call. Or bringing a meal or taking them out to eat. Or, or just helping them some way while they're in the middle of this. Peace. Because we are peacemakers. If the church doesn't take hold of uh, this role in their life and become peacemakers, the church is going to be in turmoil. Somebody's got to stand up and say, God will come through. Yeah. Somebody's got to stand up and say, you will make it. Somebody's got to speak a word of faith and pray a prayer of faith and and tell somebody, I know, even when you mess up, tell somebody, I know you blew it. I know you messed up, but God still loves you and give them peace that they can go on. God wants peacemakers in his body, in his church. He is the prince of peace. He is the God of peace. But we are his body. We are the mouth of God. We are speaking for God and we are working for God. We are workers together with him on this earth, in our bodies, walking here. It is up to us to comfort one another. Two is better than one. You need somebody. You need a church body. You need somebody to help you, to encourage you, to lift you up. You need a peacemaker in your life. But everybody's not for peace. Even when you speak peace, they're for war. Oh, look, hey, let me explain something to you. I want to hear what you got to say. It's like that sometimes. Sometimes peace is not won overnight. It's a battle sometimes. But you don't want to see them... Lost, you don't want to see them destroyed, you don't want to see them give up, so you keep working on them, you keep trying to bring peace to them. We have the ability to help one another have peace. Number one, because you have the Holy Ghost, you have that ability. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. You're going to be able to be a witness to people This is what God can do. He can bring peace in the middle of your storm. He can bring peace in your house, peace on your job, peace at your school, peace in your life, in your mind, in your heart. He can calm you, He can steal you. God can take care of you. God can bring peace. Be a peacemaker. Be ready to step in and say, God will help you be a peacemaker. You got to have the right ingredients. You got the Holy Ghost. That's a big one. That's it. Isaiah 26 and 3 lets us know this. That the Lord will keep him in perfect peace. He's going to keep you in peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Whenever you are settled, your heart is fixed and you trust God. Trusting God does not mean you will not have trouble or trials or tests. You trust him through all of these things. But when you keep your mind on him... You have perfect peace. We talked about Peter walking on the water. And the reason he began to sink was because he was walking fine as long as his mind was on the word of God. Come. As long as he could see Jesus, he was fine. I can keep walking. But as soon as he started looking around, his trust in getting to Jesus began to fade and he began to sink. He lost his peace in the word that Jesus had gave him. He no longer had peace about walking on water. He didn't have peace about this wind and waves. He got afraid. And fear is the absence of peace. And so he began to sink. And so... Jesus came and got him and said, hey, why'd you doubt? Come on, let's walk. And he walked back. He didn't drag him back. He didn't make him swim back. He was able to walk back on water to the boat because he was hanging on to the peacemaker. Suddenly he had peace again about walking on water, and he went back to the boat because he trusted in the one whose hand he was holding. Psalm 119 and 165, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Now, that doesn't mean like, oh, I'm offended. That means that this is not nothing will be able to deter you, cause you to swerve from God, to move from His ways. But you're gonna stay with God. Yeah. I love Your Word so much that there is nothing that can move me off of You. I have such peace. When I think of you, God, I have such peace because I trust in you and your word gives me great peace and there ain't nothing that can happen that will move me away from the promise of your word because I know that in every situation there's an answer in this book for me. That there is peace for me. And we have the Holy Ghost. And when we have the Holy Ghost, you know what you have? You have an anointing. And the Bible says that the anointing destroys the yoke. We have an ability to destroy. We, we can do that. We can help destroy yokes in people's lives. Jesus did it. He spoke to things and destroyed yokes. The same power uh, dwells in us. It's here. Great. These things I've done and greater things shall you do. And we can be peacemakers. In Isaiah 61, we know that the Lord read this standing in the synagogue. And it it was a prophecy concerning him. But uh, I think in principle it applies to the people of God that are filled with the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. To have a word. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. That's peace. To proclaim liberty to the captives. That's peace. The opening of prison to them that are bound. That's peace. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. That's peace. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. That's a peacemaker. That is what uh, the Prince of Peace came to do. The Prince of Peace that lives inside of you and me, this is what we can do. We can help get people out of those prisons they're in. We minister to them, we speak to them, we comfort them, we pray for them, we lift them up. Yes. Amen. We've got to trust God and the trust that you have in God and his word equals peace. Because if, you're, if you trust God, you're in perfect peace. And if you trust his word, you have great peace. If he lives inside of you, he's the God of peace. If the Holy Ghost is really there, then the fruit is love, joy, peace. Yeah. You've got it. We've got to stop backing off and shying away from our job as peacemakers. We just, I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to do, we, we, we get so many roles that we want to do. But why do we shy away from the peacemaker? Why, you know, uh, We've got that ability. The power of death and the power of life is in our tongue. And we can speak death and we can speak life. And sometimes it gives people peace when things die. I know we we talk about that scripture and we use it in the context of that you can speak ugly things and it's death. Yes, that's true. But also you can speak death to things that need to die. And you can speak life to things that need to live. You've got that kind of word. In Proverbs 15 and 23, it says that a word spoken in due season... How good it is. Man, when somebody is in that season of sorrow, that season of weariness, that season of of depression and discouragement, it says that a word spoken in due season, you don't see a lot of exclamation marks a lot of times on Scripture, but how good it is. He wants you to get the point. There ain't nothing like, who's, who's speaking that word? Because everybody don't hear God speaking in an audible voice. But it's when the man of God's preaching yeah. that a word's being spoken. It's when you call a brother or sister and say, Hey, God laid you on my heart. I just want to tell you, He's going to come through. Yeah. Woo! I needed to hear that. Yeah. I remember after a service one night, I was just going through one of these things, wasn't really talking about it to anybody. And this sister that was sitting there, she said, The Lord wants you to know that you do run well. Yeah. Woo! I need to hear that. Man, it lifted me up because I felt like I was struggling, felt like I was going through. Boy, but a word spoken in due season, how good it is. And you know who has that ability? You and I. I know sometimes we like, well, I, I, I'm, I'm shy. I don't do good talking to people. Well, you need to get out of it. I've always kind of made excuses for people because I'm an introvert and I know how that is. But you know what? We just need to get out of that with our brothers and sisters and we need to stop being so shy and backward that we can't say hey God loves you and he's going to come through we need to be able to let those words flow out of us because God wants it to happen and sometimes you can pray a prayer that intercession yeah that's a word spoken in season you can pray for somebody when God lays them on your heart and and that's a way you can be a peacemaker But sometimes you see them and you freeze Oh, I felt like if if you knew how many times people would come to me and said, "Pastor, I really felt like I need to go up and say something to somebody." I'm like, "Why didn't you?" Well, I wanted to run it by you first. Well, you can, but now they're gone. You know, I'm like, if it's not, as long as it's not something like the Lord want me to tell you that um, you're going to get married in three days. You know, as long as it's nothing stupid like that. You know. But if you want, if you want, uh, what, what, what do you want to tell them? I just wanted to let them know that that God sees them, He He loves them, He's going to take care of them. Why wouldn't you say that? Why would you not say that? Why, why would you hold that in? What's wrong with that? You know, ah, uh, I don't get it. God is trying to work through you. Be a peacemaker. Isaiah 50 and 4. He said that uh, God had given me the ability, he says, give me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Man, I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost is the refreshing. It's the rest whereby he'll cause the weary to rest. When God gives you the Holy Ghost, he is giving you that tongue of the learned so that you can, the Holy Ghost will lead you in all truth. Didn't Jesus tell his disciples, don't worry about what you're going to say in that day. Don't don't be trying to think something up. I'll give you what to say. The Holy Ghost to lead you how to talk to people. Listen, he said, that you should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Because you know what? Your brother and your sister get weary. People get tired. They get exhausted. They get exasperated. They get frustrated. They get discouraged. They get depressed. They have anxiety. They flip out. And somebody needs to be able to be a peacemaker. Not trying to stop them from a war, just hey, you need some peace in your life. God's going to come through, God's going to make a way, God's going to touch you and remind them of Scripture because it's the great peace comes from knowing His Word. How can you trust in something you don't know? How can you tell somebody about something you don't know? So important to pour that Word into us so that we know. Peter said it like this, 1 Peter 3 and 15, that we need to be ready always to give an answer. Let's see. Let me get right here. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you of the reason of the hope that's in you with meekness and fear. You need to be always ready. Because you never know when you're going to have to speak a word to encourage somebody. How are you still holding on? Let me tell you about God. That brings peace to people. How come you ain't losing your mind with the world going crazy and the country is in an uproar? Because I know the Prince of Peace. And he has brought peace in my life and he'll bring peace in this world and he'll bring peace to you. This world go up in flames around you and you'll still have, still have peace. You know why Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego were not doing cartwheels and flipping out and running around that fire? Because the Prince of Peace was walking around with them. And so they walked around in the fire. Walked in the fire. If I realize I'm in a furnace and I'm not burning, I'm running out of the fire. If your house catches on fire, where are you going? Out the front door, out the back door, out the window. You're trying to get out of the fire because you ain't got no peace about staying in there. You don't want to die. Why didn't they run out of the fire? Why did they, how long did they stay in there? Long enough for everybody to say, whoa, there's four people in there. Long enough for the cords to burn off of them. And then to get up, dust themselves off, and walk around. Wasn't nobody trying to climb the wall? Wasn't nobody giving each other a boost? Hey, let's get out of here. No, sir. Walking around in the fire because the one that gives peace was there with them. And that's what we've got. We've got the peacemaker in our life. And we have him living inside of us. And we have the ability to speak peace into people's lives. And people need that. If we ignore it, people just disappear. People give up. People backslide. They walk away. Because I don't have an answer. Oh, Lord, help me. To never hold back a word that might keep somebody in their place. That might keep them serving you. That might keep them praising you and keep them walking for you. Don't let me ever quench the spirit and not be a peacemaker. Be ready to give an answer. Paul said in one place, I believed, therefore have I spoken. When people are in their trials, tests, facing terrible things and they're overcome with fear. You've got something to give them peace. When it looks like their world's falling apart, you have a word to give them peace. But you got to be intentional about it. You got to advocate for it. You got to fight for it. You got to uh, do what you got to do. You got to pray. You got to be there for it. You've, it's going to be intentional. It don't just happen, oh, I hope they're going to be okay. Why don't you go over there and encourage them? How hard is it to say, hey, I'm praying for you? I love you. I believe in you. You're going to make it. I don't know what to say to people. I, let the Holy Ghost lead you. I get tongue-tied. You know, Sometimes it's not in the deliverance. It's in the thought behind it. Yeah. People, people know. People can feel when you're trying to help them. I've had people come up talking to me and they're all over the place. I say, I know. It's okay, I know. Uh, yes, you, you realize and you, you get it. And God will help you. Right. Moses tried to get out of his job. Oh, you got to get somebody else. I can't even talk. No, you're the one. And I'll tell you, God's not going to let us out of this job right. because we are the children of God. Yeah. If you receive the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, that's the spirit of God living inside of you. It has adopted you. You are now a child of God. That means peacemaker is on the resume. Now, sometimes it is the a conflict. Sometimes, you know, hey, you know what? Even in church, people get mad. Sometimes uh, holler and fight. Sometimes they punch each other. Yeah, thankfully, we ain't never had that, but, you know, but it happens. I mean that sometimes they don't want to. But Proverbs 15 and 1 says that a soft answer right. turneth away wrath. That's a peacemaker. Yeah. You need to like I said, you're going to have to choose to be a peacemaker. When I speak peace, they are for war. Some people are just going to be for war. Nope, I want to fight. I'm just a, they're just brawlers. They're fighters. And they ain't got that out. They hadn't submitted themselves to the Spirit of God yet. When you lose control of your, your anger like that, you got problems. When you can't control your temper, you've got problems. Because the Holy Ghost will temper your temper. I'm telling you it will. I know it will you're looking at a man that used to lose his temper all the time. And my mama tell you, I had a temper, and she loves me. But I like to crawl out of the car window at a drive thru one day t- to punch a girl in the face. And her and my granny was hanging on to my britches, keeping me in the car. I'm not lying. I was mean. I know what it's like to not have control of your temper. I know. But I can tell you this, that a soft answer turns away wrath. And it's true. And it works because it's God's word. And his word won't return void. He said, but grievous words stir up anger. Grievous words stir up anger. You know, it's better if you would talk to people than talk about them. Grievous words stir up anger. In Proverbs 16, 24, he said, Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. See, we've got the ability to speak words that soothe, that comfort, that heal, that bring peace in people's lives, that bring good things to people's lives. And it don't make you soft, and it don't make you a sissy, and it don't make you a coward. It makes you a child of God. When they were beating him, mocking him, spitting on him, nailing him to the tree... He said he spoke not a word. He didn't curse them, but he said, Father, forgive them. His words hanging on that cross were so powerful that one centurion looked up and said, Truly, this is the Son of God or a child of God. Because even hanging there, he was the Prince of Peace. Even there, when his mother was watching and so tore up, he said, Mother, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. He he, he was taking care of things even from their peacemaker. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. So speak life. Speak goodness to the body, to your brother, to your sister. Let them know. It hey, don't hurt to tell people, hey, I love you. I believe in you. I'm praying for you. It, it, it don't hurt to do that. People need to hear that. And then sometimes... We have authority that comes with living for God. In Mark 16 and 17 and 18, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. That man that was in the tombs with a legion of devils, he didn't have no peace, cutting himself, crying, couldn't get no rest. But Jesus said, Get out of him. Now he's clothed and in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus. And he said, these signs of father them that believe. Let me tell you, sometimes people come to you and you just need to take authority. Jesus said, I've given you power over the, over the power of the enemy. And sometimes we can calm the storm in somebody's life by speaking to it. In the name of Jesus, depression, you got to go and people... Whew, Hey, I'm feel better, or or they're in the middle of a they're they're sick, and they, you know, they're maybe having a heart attack, they they're hurting, something's going on physically, and you start praying in the name of Jesus, cause in my name they're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. People ain't got peace when they feel like their heart's fixing to stop. <laughs> you got a well, I got an elephant sitting on my chest. I ain't got peace right now. Somebody prays and that feeling leaves. Whew. There's a whole new feeling of peace comes over a person. And sometimes we can be just like Jesus was when he was in that boat and they're freaking out. Don't you care that we perish? Peace be still. He spoke peace to the wind and then they had peace because they realized the one that controls everything, that the master was in the boat with them. Well, the master's in here. Greater is he that's in you. And so sometimes it's going to be more than just a comforting word that's, uh, hey, God's going to take care of you. Sometimes you're going to have to raise up and take authority and speak that peace, declare that peace. The Bible says that, you know, that the violent take it by force. They, you know, there's things that belong to us from the kingdom of God that sometimes you just got to stand up and take it. And sometimes you need to just speak to it and say, I belong to him. I believe in him and these signs shall follow. And you just cast out these things. You lay hands on them. You, don't, you know, don't just take that one little verse and they going to speak with new tongues. But lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You see, if they drink deadly things, it won't hurt them. Then, you know, if, uh, take, now I'm picking up snakes and things like that and I don't believe it means to take up snakes and dance around with them in your church. I believe it means if you happen to come upon a serpent that you have to remove you can do so without any fear of being harmed but I ain't dancing with one and wrapping it around my neck and letting it bite me nope ain't happening I ain't got no peace about that you want to see one way to not have peace in your church break out a box and start pulling snakes out of it suddenly peace has left the building And chaos is ensuing. And people are flipping chairs and making new doors trying to get out. Peace. You know, we sing about peace, peace, wonderful peace, and things like that. But we act like all that's got to only come from Him, can only be His job. But He said the peacemakers are the children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Now, this is why he's still walking around on the earth. Holy Ghost hadn't been given yet, so that that fruit of the Spirit's not showing in people's lives yet. He's not living inside of us yet. The God of peace is not inside of us yet. So he's talking about the church that's coming. He's talking about the body that's going to be there, and that's going to be preaching the gospel in this world and reaching people in this world. And so now you and I, we can't deny it, we can't hide it you know when they talk about parents and siblings, sometimes they say that apple didn't fall far from that tree. Well, that's what I hope they say when it concerns me and the Lord. The apple didn't fall far from the tree he's he's a lot like his father, and not just oh, he's so kind, but you know some people can be nice, but just they're not peacemakers. Be a peacemaker. Kindness can lead to that. But be a peacemaker. Speak peace to somebody. There's so many people that, you know, the pastor can't get to. I can't get to everybody. There's people that you see that I will never see. You talk to people and come in contact with people on your job, at your school, even in town, in your family that I'll I'll probably never even see. And God gave you the Holy Ghost so you can be a peacemaker in their life to comfort them and help them. And you know, people you know may never ever come to this church, so you're the contact point. You're the one that they need to hear about Jesus from. You do it. Be that peacemaker. Peace be still, whatever it takes, speak it into their life because there's something that's blessed about it. The Lord said, You be blessed. I think that, you know, there's nothing like feeling, hey, I helped somebody. I like knowing that I made a difference for somebody, that they're going to be okay now because I was able, God gave me a word to speak, gave me something, you know, a word spoken in due season, how good it is. Ain't nothing like it. If you've ever been the recipient of that, well, freely you have received, now freely Give. Give out some peace. Honey, come on and play. I'm, I'm done. I think I probably ran a little short tonight, but all right on time, actually. So, so there's a lot of things in, in Scripture that we want to be and a lot of things we want to accomplish. But I think that there's one thing that, that Jesus that is dear to his heart because he was so adamant about making that happen for other people, bringing them peace. You know, he brought peace to Jairus when he came and said, hey, my daughter's about to die. And he healed. Got peace. People that were sick and people that were caught in different situations and looked like it was going to be the last chance for them and, and he spoke a word that gave them a second chance and now suddenly they've got peace. And I think that if we're going to help people to see the goodness of God that leads people to repentance, then we better start being peacemakers. Because people, if, if they don't think there's going to be any peace for them here, why would they come here? Well, if it's going to be no different in the house of God than it is outside, then why would I even come there? People need to know that there's peace in the house of God, that there's peace in the body. And it should be peace in the body let's stand together tonight and and uh, maybe that's you know if it's something you've been trying to work on maybe it's something you want to be better at I don't know maybe it's something you do real well that's great but for some reason or the other in prayer the other night Monday, Monday night God laid that as we prayed for prodigals and prayed for different situations God laid that in my heart the body needs peacemakers Now, he could just, oh, Lord, just sweep it through the house and let everybody feel it. But that's not how he works. He said, I've got children that can do this. I've got children that can take care of this. Of course, it it still comes from him. But you're his child. Use what God gave you. Let's let's lift our hands tonight and, and just pray for a moment, worship for a moment while she's singing. Let that peace of God begin to sweep over you and and pour up out of you and you know when the Holy Ghost flows, that's peace. When that river of living water starts flowing, that's a river of peace. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Somebody needs you. Somebody that I can't reach, that your brother or sister can't reach, but somebody needs you. Be a peacemaker. Work on being peacemakers. Let's love one another, be good to one another, and help one another. Be be intentional about it. I can't think of anybody I want to ever see lose out with God. And sometimes, like I say, it's not because they're making bad decisions, it's just life hits them so hard that they can't get up without somebody. They need somebody to lift them up, help them up. Come on, you can go another step. Be a peacemaker. Thank you for being in Bible study tonight. Be safe. Be careful. We'll see you Sunday, the Lord willing. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Peace out.